0: Welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. Grab your journal. You are watching a master at work. Hey y'all, welcome to the Christian Bay Podcast, where Christ and culture connects. I pray that you guys are having a wonderful day. This episode is going to be a replay of my Instagram live for those of you who could not make it. If you don't know, every Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and every Friday at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, I get on Instagram live at the Christian Bay underscore and I give a word on Fridays and we have Bible study and Q&A on Wednesday night. I would love for you to join me. If you would like to sew into this word, you can sew at my cash app, which is dollar sign the Christian Bay, or my PayPal, which is the Christian Bay at gmail.com. Let's get into the episode. Father God, first and foremost, we want to thank you for waking us up today. We want to thank you, or I want to thank you for each and every person that's on this live, Father God. I pray that during this live, you make your presence known, Father God. I pray that during this live, you completely remove me, Father God, and you go before me, Father God. You allow your words to leave my mouth, Father God, and reach each and every person on this live in their place of brokenness, in their place of darkness, in their place of doubt, in their place of depression, Father God. Wherever they need light, wherever they need a word from you, Father God, I pray that these Words reach them in that place, Father God. I pray for fresh revelation, fresh understanding, and fresh, clear directions for each and every person on this life. In Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Good morning. I'm thankful for Christian May. Oh, thank you. Good morning, Jemiah MS. I'm thankful for God, my source, and all the resources He blesses me. In. Yes, that's a good one. Him and the resources. So, we're coming from the book of Ephesians today. And we're starting at Ephesians. I pinned it right here Ephesians 5, verses 6 through 11. And this this whole page in the Bible, it actually talks about instructions for Christians. And that's what I love about the book of Ephesians because it literally gives like a breakdown. So if you ever want to get a clear understanding of being a Christian, of living your life for Christ, you can read the book of Ephesians. Because chapter five is literally titled Instructions for Christian Living. So it breaks it down. Hey, I want to join your life anyway, even though I'm doing online school. Thank you for joining Latoya. So we're starting at Ephesians chapter five, verse six. And we're going to read all the way to verse 11. And it says, let no one deceive you with empty words. For because of such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore, do not be partners with them. For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light. For the fruit of the light consists in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases the Lord. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. So when I read that, first thing that stood out to me was the um, subtitle. And the subtitle is Instructions for Christian Living. And y'all already know how it goes out when I was in the shower. When I was in the shower last night, what God said to me or the word that he placed on my heart is, I can't move a mountain that you built. If it's something that you built, it's something that you created in your life, it's something that you brought on yourself based on your own decisions, based on the way that you think about things, based on the way that you move and your perspective and your own understanding. I can't move that mountain in your life that you built unless you give me the power to. You're gonna have to surrender this thing to me. You're going to have to release this thing to me that you built if I can ever move it on your behalf. So when I was reading... Ephesians chapter 5, verse 6 through 11, the first thing that stood out to me was the word empty words, because it says, it says, let no one deceive you with empty words, because These such things, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. So, when I broke down the meaning of empty words, empty words are words of darkness, words that are not filled with life and that do not have God's light or God's instruction in them. So, when we think about our life, because today is examine day, so what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be examining different parts of our life. And when we think about our life, we have to realize that there are certain parts of our life that has been placed there or certain decisions that we have been made based on the words that either we said or based on the words that we've heard from other people. So this chapter is starting off and letting us know, do not be deceived by empty words, whether it's empty words that you speak yourself or whether it's empty words that you've heard from somebody else. If, if, If it's not filled with God's light, if it's not filled with God's life, do not speak those words. Do not be deceived by those words. Do not allow those words to affect the decisions that you make in the everyday life so since we're doing examine day today you have to examine what are you saying not just what are you saying but what are you listening to what are you aligned to deposit seeds within your spirit examine every word that comes across your ear gates because there is a such thing as empty words there is a such thing as words that are not filled with the word of God that are not filled with God's presence that are not filled with God's anointing and if those words aren't filled with God's God's life in his light, then those are just empty words that are sent to deceive you. And when we hear words, words trigger our actions, they trigger our thoughts, which then triggers an action, which then triggers a decision that we make, which then helps build a certain mountain in our life or a problem in our life or a situation in our life. And then we want we want to we wonder why we're praying and this thing is not changing, or we're praying and this thing is not being moved, but was it built on an empty word that was sent to deceive you? So the first thing that Ephesians is showing us is to not be deceived by empty words because people who are deceived by empty words, they receive God's wrath because those words come with disobedience. If it's a word that's not sent from God and you receive that word, that word is gonna lead to you falling falling into disobedience because if it's not filled with God's light, if it's not filled with God's light, life, if it's not filled with God's promise, then that word is going to lead you away from his will. So it lets us know and it's very clear from the beginning do not be deceived by empty words because there are some words that are empty God's presence is not in the midst of that. Whatever that friend told you or whatever generational curse is following you that you feel like this is the way that you should go about life. Those words are empty because God's presence isn't there and those words can lead you to disobedience and lead you outside of the will of God. So Ephesians is starting off in verse six and letting us know, do not be deceived by empty words because people who build their life around empty words, people who follow empty words, but people who build foundations and build businesses and build marriages on empty words, those people are being deceived and they're outside of God's will and they are being disobedient. So they'll experience God's wrath. That's like God's anger. That's like God's disapproval because they built their life on empty words, words that will not life filled. So when you continue to read, it says, therefore, do not be partners with them. So remember, we're, we're examining everything today. Today is exam day. We're examining our life. So some of you need to examine the words that you speak, not just the words that you speak, but the words that you receive from other peoples. How does this word align with the word of God? Does this sound like something that I would read in my Bible? Does this sound like scripture? How did this line up with what God shows me in my quiet time? Test every word that somebody tries to speak over your life. Y'all can't just believe everybody that's on here making videos that That's why I be quick to tell y'all, if I don't have a scripture, I'm not saying it to you. I don't know the answer if I can't find it in the Bible. Test every word that you hear. Do not just let anybody pour into you. You need to test every person because if it does not align with what's in your Bible, if it does not align with what God shows you in your quiet time, do not receive that thing. You need to test the word to make sure that people aren't feeding you empty word, words that don't include God's promises, words that do not include what his will or his way is. Test the word and make sure it's not an empty word Sent to deceive you But after you test the word Make sure you also test the people that you're clinging yourself to it says therefore do not partner with them do not partner with people who live their life or base their life on empty words because those people are walking into deceit as well those people are outside of god's will as well as well so today during examine day we're not only going to examine our words or examine the words that other people speak to us we're going to examine the words of those around us we're going to examine the people around us how are you living your life if i'm hanging out with you and i'm clinging myself to you and I'm calling you my friend how are you living your life? Are you living a Christ-led life? Are you living a life that's filled with God's word or can I see that you're building your life on empty words? Your foundation a little shaky you don't really be in your word like that you don't really be seeking after God like that you're not really sacrificing and laying your life down like that so why am I even connecting myself to you? It says do not partner yourself with those type of people who build their lives off of empty words because little do you know and we try to trick ourselves into thinking that our environment doesn't matter or i can be the positive influence i can shift these friendships i can change them your company matters bad company corrupts good morals that's scripture it matters so you need to make sure that you're testing the words you don't receive or you don't speak any empty words and you also don't partner up with people who speak or receive empty words because that's not how we live it so when you continue to read It points out the words and then it tells us in verse seven to keep away from anybody who does live a life that's built off of empty words, who do have a foundation that's built on or grounded in empty words that are outside the will of God, that are outside of God's word or God's promise. And then when you continue to read in verse eight, it says, for you were once darkness, but now you are light in the world, in the Lord, live as children of light because it's exam day. So God is making it clear and letting us know before that that was the old you. you. You lived in darkness. You didn't understand. You didn't have an understanding of what God's light is or what God's word is because you were never exposed to it. But now you are no longer in darkness. Now I've exposed you to God's way of living life. Now you're exposed to God's word. So you need to act as such. You need to live as such. You need to carry yourself as such. So you examine the words that you say. You examine the words that you receive you examine the people that you call yourself friends with, you examine the people that you get in relationships with, how are they living their life? How are they speaking? What type of words are they speaking? What type of foundation are they building? Is it a foundation of Christ or is it in a foundation of curiosity and just wandering through life? Which one is it? Now that you know better, you have to do better. So it says, for you were once darkness, but now you are the light, you are light in the Lord. Live as children of light when you read verse 9 it says for the fruit of the light consists in all goodness righteousness and truth and when i was reading this what it made me realize was that for the fruit it equals all things that are goodness righteousness and fruit so what that means is that if you don't know how to test your words or if you don't know how to test the people that you're partnering up with you don't know whether they're building their life on empty words or not you test their fruit because it says for the fruit equals goodness righteousness and truth which are all things of god so if i can't look at these words and see that these words will will produce goodness righteousness and truth i don't need to be speaking them if these are words that tear people down i don't need to be speaking them if these are words of negativity, I don't need to be speaking them. If these are words that do not align with anything that the word of God says to me, I don't need to be speaking them. And if when I hang out with y'all, I'm not really producing fruit that reflect God, I don't need to hang out with y'all. If when I hang out with y'all, it's all messiness, it's drama, it's cattiness, it's beef. I leave y'all and I feel drained. I don't even feel like I'm on a spiritual high. I don't even feel good after I leave y'all presence. If anything, I feel like I got a headache. If anything, I feel like I was just in spiritual warfare because it's so much, back and forth in y'all presence. Every time I talk to you, it's some drama. Every time I talk to you, it's this went wrong and that went wrong. It's never life filled when I connect myself with you. When I'm partner up with y'all, I never feel like I feel after I finish praying. Do the people that you connect yourself with make you feel how you feel when you finish praying? That's how you're able to test the fruit. So it says that the fruit of the Lord, the good fruit, it produces goodness, righteousness and truth. It produces things of God. So that's how you're able to examine not just your words but also examine the people that you connect yourself with because remember in verse 7 it says do not partner with them do not partner with people of empty words do not partner with people who life is not filled with christ so you have to examine the words that you say the words that they say and the people that you connect yourself to so when you continue to read it says and find out what pleases the lord have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them so when I was taking notes, I wrote, I wrote down that you have to examine your life. And when I read it in the easy translation, it said you should learn more and more to do the things that please the Lord. So what that means in the way that you would go about learning it, because a lot of times we hear scripture and we know what the scripture says. It says do things that please the Lord, but we oftentimes don't have the application. How do I do that? How do I figure out what things please the Lord? So you figure it out by shining light on the dark parts of your life. And then once you shine the light, the light of God, once you sit down in God's presence, once you read what God's word says, you examine each part of your life, whether it's the way that you speak and the way that you live life, whether it's the people connected to you, whether it's family members, whether it's relationship, whether it's your business, literally sit down today on exam day and examine each part of your life. And any part of your life that does not res- reflect Christ, any part of your life that does not look like positivity, that does not look like prosperity, that does not look look like the promise of god examine that part and figure out is this a mountain that god placed here or is this a mountain that i built because remember i started off by telling you that god said i can't move a mountain that you built if you speak in these empty words over your business don't come praying to me like it's my fault that it's not prospering what are you doing you're building this mountain but you want me to move it you have to change your ways who are you hanging around if you keep hanging around people that's in drama don't ask me why your life is so toxic don't ask me why you keep going through the same stuff that you're going through but you steady choosing the same crowd you're steady making the same decisions if you steady experiencing heartbreak don't ask me why you're experiencing this mountain over and over again it seems like you cannot get a successful relationship are you choosing the same partners are you choosing the same people you sticking with your same type but you want a different result god said i can't move a mountain that you built if you're going to build it, if you're going to make your own decisions, if you're going to live life your way, if you're going to go about life on your own empty words, because any words that come from us is empty words. We don't have the power of God. We don't know what's going to happen next year. We don't know what's going to happen 10 years from now. So yes, we can make plans, but we're just making rep- requests known to God. Our words are empty without the approval of God. So God said, I can't move a mountain that you build." Yeah, I know my word says, it literally says in Matthew 17, 20 if you have faith the size of a mustard seed you will say to this mountain move from here to there and it will move and nothing will be impossible to you and the thing is we take the word of god and then we try to apply it right so it's said, okay have faith the size a mustard seed i have faith god move this mountain move this heartache out of my way move this move this inconsistency out of my way move all of my problems out of my way god i have faith but you created the problems that's not how it works. No, you can't take God's word and try to manipulate it to work how you want it to work. If you created the problems, how is he supposed to move it? Even if I didn't want to move it for you, if you keep building the same mountain, I cannot get rid of it. If you decide, if you if you if you're a bad smoker, right? Or if you drink a lot, right? If you wake up every day and drink, how is God supposed to, supposed to move that addiction out of your life? I can't move a mountain that you built. If you're building this thing, if you're doing this thing every single day, there's no way that I can get rid of it. You have the, God gives us free will. At the end of the day, we have free will. So a lot of times we praying for things and we asking God to do things and then we get discouraged when he don't do it. But have you examined your life? What are you doing to help bring this thing to life? Some problems that we have in our life, we speak life into those problems. We create those problems. We build those problems. We place those problems there with our words, with the people that we hang around, with our thoughts, with our decisions that we make. We activate the problems that we have and then we pray against them. How, how does that work? So today God said, let them know I can't move a mountain that you built. If, if you did this, I cannot move it. So I, I, I wrote down for you guys to shine the light on the dark parts of your life because this is what produces faith. Because a popular question that y'all like to ask me, well, well how do I live by faith? How do I have faith? If you don't have faith or you don't know how to live by faith, it's because you're not examining your life. You, you haven't had an exam day because there is some part of your life that's broken right now Everybody has at least one part that's broken Everybody has at least one part of their life that could be better Everybody has at least one part of their life that doesn't fully reflect the promises that God has promised us promises of favor promises of prosperity Promises that there's so much overflow that we won't be able to consume it Everybody has a part of their life that does not reflect that So that means it should be easy for everybody to live by faith because if God's word says that he promised me prosperity i need to see it in every area of my life so i need to be intentional about examining the parts of my life whether it's business whether it's my mindset whether it's my relationships whether it's the people that i hang around whether it's my health be intentional with examine every part of my life and seeing okay this this part is kind of good but this part don't really reflect what god's word said so i need to pray on this part i need to ask god god reveal to me what am i doing wrong in this situation reveal to me ways that that I need a change to make this thing better. And when you figure out that part, that's the part that produces faith in you because now you have to have faith that God is going to move the mountain that you just released to him. But if we don't ever examine our lives and see the parts of our life that need to be changed to reflect the word of God, how is God supposed to ever be able to move? How is God supposed to ever be able to move on your behalf and show you favor, answer your prayer? How is he supposed to do that if you don't release it to him? So he said, today, I need you to tell them, I can't move a mountain that you built. I I can't do it. Even if I wanted to, if you're going to wake up every day and build this thing, if you're going to wake up every day and speak empty words, if you're going to wake up every day and still choose the same crowd that you've been choosing, still date the same type of men that you've been dating, I can't move a mountain that you built. I know what my word says in Matthew. I know I promise that if you have faith, the size of mustard seed, but I also said faith without works is dead. I I said both of that. Don't just try to use one word, because you know what we like to do sometimes. We like to take the word of God and use it how we want to use it. We want to use it in a way that works for us. So he said, yeah, I know that I said that you can have faith the size of mustard seed, and I'll move this mountain, but I also said faith without works is dead. So in order for that faith to be activated, you're going to have to do the work. You're going to have to stop working towards having things your way. You're going to have to stop working towards living in your own will and how you want things to be, and really submit that mountain to me if you want me to move it. So that that means that your your decisions, your thoughts, your words, how do you speak about this thing? How do you carry yourself in this thing? All of that is going to have to be surrendered to me if you want my power to move this thing out of your life. Because if you keep control of it, you're just going to keep going around the same mountain. It's never going to be moved and it's not going to be God's fault. It ain't his fault. It's going to be your fault because he said, I can't move a mountain that you built that you built or that you continue to build on. I can't do it. I don't have the power. It has to be an exchange of power. So you're gonna have to release your way of dating. You're gonna have to release your way of thinking. You're gonna have to release your company that you like to keep. I know y'all have been friends for 20 years and I know that this is your girl for life, but she speaks empty words. She's not leading you to purpose. She's not pushing you closer to God's presence. So you're gonna have to let her go. And if you keep her around, understand that God can't move a mountain that you built. And you may not see how this friend is leading to a mountain, but friends friends have an influence over your thought process, which leads to the decisions that you make, which activate the actions that you do. So even though it may seem like the company that you keep is not such a big deal, it really is. So God said, I need you to examine every part of your life. Today is exam day. It's not just about examining the areas of your life that need to be changed. It's not just about examining the relationships that you have or the business problems that you have. It's about examining your thoughts and the people that you surround yourself with it's really you versus you what do you want to do do you want to still continue to build your life the way that you want it you know the memes that we see on here oh it's it's really all you all bets are on you all bets are on what you want to do you have to show up for yourself and god is saying okay so you want to do this because i can't move a mountain that you built so when i continue to um write notes another part that stood out for me was the ending which is verse 11 and it says have nothing to do with fruitless deeds of darkness but rather expose them and when i read this verse and the msg which is the message translation it says don't waste your time on useless work mere busy work the barren pursuits of darkness expose these things for the shame they are expose them Because we have certain parts of our life that we know it does not look like Christ. We know it does not reflect what God's word says. But you know what we try to do? We try to do exactly what it says. We try to do busy work. And it's like, okay, I know this isn't working, but I'm going to try this way. We come up with 101 ways to fix a problem that we have in our life instead of praying over it. And that's why God said, if you build a mountain, if you want to work on a mountain, if you want to fix the mountain, don't ask me to move it. If you want to have, if you want to take the lead, if you want to be in control of your life, don't come praying like you're giving me control. And then as soon as you leave prayer, you do what you want to do. You still go back to making your own decisions, but you're praying for me to have my way. You're praying for my power to be released. I'm not going to release my power for your decisions. That's not how it works. If you want my power, you also have to have my presence. So verse 11 in the MSG's translation says, don't waste your time on useless work, mere busy work, the barren pursuits of darkness. Expose these things for the shame that they are. The way that I've been thinking, that's shameful. It does not align with the will of God. I need to realize and I need to expose to myself after examining that my way of thinking ain't always right. So I'm going to have to submit my thoughts to God because I realize I've been exposed due to the light of God. I expose myself to to the realization that I don't always think or process things in the right way. I realize that the people that I hang around don't always influence me in the right way. I have to expose that this is something that's wrong in my life and this could be leading to the mountains that I'm facing. You have to examine each part of your life and expose those things. Let it be known that with God's light, with God's understanding, I now see the areas of my life where there's problems and I need to make a change and I realized that getting into busy work it says don't waste your time on useless work because we'll do the exam day okay exam day is figuring out what part of your life needs to be changed to reflect Christ we'll do the exam day but the problem is then we try to fix the problem I see that this is wrong, so, hmm, I'm going to do this to fix it. Okay, my business is in flourishing. Instead of praying, I'm just going to sign up for a marketing class and see, you know... What I can get from that and if that don't work i'm gonna hire a business coach and see what I can get from that and understand hear me clearly I'm, not saying that there's anything wrong with marketing classes I'm, not saying that there's anything wrong with business coaching, but we have to do stuff as we're led by the spirit So if you pray and god says enroll in this marketing class, that's different than you thinking yourself I'm going to enroll in a marketing class. That's where we get switched up We don't allow the spirit to lead us. We try to lead ourselves So God is saying today, I need you to examine every part of your life and see what part of your life does not reflect me. And then after you see what part of your life does not reflect me, expose that that part is wrong. And once you expose it, I need you to release it to me. Because once you release it to me, then I have power over that thing. Then you have given me the power to move how I want to move. But if you still going to try to fix it on yourself, if you still going to try to do it your way, don't ask me to move a mountain that you built. Because you saw the problem. We can go through exam day and the problem can be exposed. But if you want to be Bob the Builder and fix this yourself, don't ask God to move a mountain that you build. Because my word says that, ask me through faith this mountain will be moved. Not through you doing it and not through your feelings and not through you trying to figure it out on your own. We're examining every part of our life and we're exposing the parts that do not look like Christ this does not look like what God's word said is supposed to look like. This relationship, it's not looking like the promise of God. This business, it's not looking like the favor of God. These friendships, it's not looking like the iron that God, God says iron sharpens iron. We're not really sharpening each other. If anything, you're making, bo- you making me um dull. You don't strengthen me in the word. You don't push me closer to him. You don't do anything that builds me up in Christ. So, this, this friendship is not looking like what God's word said it should look like. Expose the parts of your life that don't look like his word. And after you expose them you release them so god i see what's wrong and i'm bringing it to you because i understand that you can't move a mountain that i built so i wanted to ask you guys two questions and the first question is what part of your life does not look like christ really it's exam day So when we get off of here, I want you to really think about it. Examine every part of your life. What part of your life does not look like Christ? And then I want to ask you, what part of your life do you hide when you tell people about you being a Christian? Because, you know, when we share that we're a Christian, we'll, we'll share all the good things. We'll share the testimony, but there's some parts of your life that you don't tell people about. And that's the part of your life that needs to be exposed to Christ. I'm not saying you have to expose that part to people. What I'm saying is that part that you don't tell people about, that's the mountain that needs to be moved. That's the part of your life that was put there to help you produce faith. That was put there to teach you how to live by faith. So whatever part you don't tell people about, whatever part that bothers you, whatever part that does not, that vulnerable part... That's the part that is set there that God has there because he wants you to have faith. So bring that part to him. Expose what's wrong with that part. Why do you hide that part? Why don't you tell anybody about that part? I need you to examine it and really figure out what about this thing does not produce, does not look like Christ? What is it about this thing? Really think about it. And then once you think about it and once you realize what it is, expose it. This is what's wrong with this. Literally speak what's wrong with that thing. And then once you expose it or you realize what's wrong with that thing, then you can submit it to Christ. God, this is the problem area and this is what's wrong with this area. So I'm releasing this area to you. Because it's exam day. So we are breaking it down. This was wrong and this is why it's wrong and God, I know only your power can fix it. Because he said I can't I can't move a mountain that you that you made. And if you don't if you don't examine it, if you don't realize what's wrong with your actions or what's wrong with your thoughts or what's wrong with your decisions, how are you ever supposed to get this mountain moved? How are you ever supposed to get to the other side? you're going to have to sit down and really figure it out. So today, the last thing that I said: expose that part to the word and light of Christ because you hiding it is you building it. God can't move a mountain that you built. The longer that you hide it, the longer that you build on it because God can't get access to anything that you're hiding. So you're going to have to bring it to him. You're going to have to realize that it's an issue and bring it to him and expose what the problem is and release it to him. So today, if you're sowing a seed, we're sowing the seed of exam day. Exam day, testing the mountains in your life. So whether it's the relationships that keep failing or it's the business that won't grow or the friends that you keep losing or the thoughts that you can't overcome that keep leading to depression, whatever it is, we're examining them today. Because God can't move a mountain that you built unless you surrender it. Unless you give him the power and have faith that he will handle it. So if you're sowing a seed, we're sowing the exam day seed. And we're examining every part of our life. And once we examine this thing, we're going to get to the root of why it does not look like Christ. And when we get to that root and we figure out what that bad seed is... We're going to expose it to God. God, this is the issue in my relationships. This is why. Because of what happened to my grandma. And that was a generational curse that was created. And now I'm carrying it, God. I examine this issue. I examine my relationships and why they keep failing. And I'm exposing what the bad seed is. And now that I know what the bad seed is, I know what to release to you. God, this is why I can't overcome depression. Because my great-granddaddy couldn't overcome it. So this is a mental health generational curse. I'm I'm examining what's the issue and then I'm exposing what the seed is so that I can release it to God. Examine every part of your life. Your mindset, your relationships, your friendships. Why do I keep holding on to these same friends? Do I have abandonment issues? Where did the abandonment issues come from? Why am I scared of losing people? Examine it. Because when you examine it, when you really dig and dissect why you do the things that you do, why you're going through the things that you're going through, really get down to it. Then you can expose the root of it and what's the real issue. And when you get to the root of it, you can release that to God and God can begin to move and change that thing in your life. But God said, I can't move a mountain that you build if you if you're not changing your mindset if you're not changing your decisions if you're not figuring out what the problem is every day you're going through life building on this thing yet you're praying for god to fix it that's not how it works so it's exam day i need you to sit down and focus I need you to see what's wrong with this. I need you to get to the bottom of this. Really dig it up. Why do I date the way I date? Why do I think the way I think? Why do I always feel attacked? Why do I always have to snap back? Why do I always have to say something? Why do I always have to feel like I'm out of place? What is this thing? Figure out what that thing is and take it to God. God, this is what it is. I figured out me. I examined me. I exposed the parts of me that need to be changed. And now I'm bringing it to you because I understand that you can't move a mountain that I built. And if I'm if I don't know the parts of me that are wrong, if I don't know the seeds that are in me that are producing these bad things, how am I ever supposed to change? I'm going to have to examine and expose them and then I can release them and have faith in your power. So if you're sowing a seed, we're sowing the exam day seed. Let's pray. Father God, first and foremost, I want to thank you for blessing us with another day. I want to thank you for this fresh word, Father God. I pray that this word touches each and every person, Father God, and it inspires them to take a day to examine the different parts of their life, Father God, the parts of their life that they don't talk about, Father God, the parts of their life that they hide, Father God, the parts of their life that they don't want to tell anybody about, Father God. I pray that they become intentional with figuring out what is it about this part of my life that's causing an issue, Father God. Give me, give me and give them the strength to expose the seeds that don't produce fruit that looks like you father god and give us the obedience and the discipline to release those parts of our life to you father god so that we can not only walk in faith but walk in the favor that you have promised to us father god we love you and we will forever praise your name in jesus name we pray amen all right y'all that's that's the that's what it is exam day We examining ourselves, we're examining our lives and our decisions and the things that we're going through, we're examining them and then we're exposing them and releasing them to God because God can't move a mountain that you built or you continue to build every single day. All right, y'all. I love y'all. Thank you for listening to another episode from the Christian Bay podcast. I pray that this episode bless you. If you would like to sew, the information is in my description box. My PayPal is thechristianbay at gmail.com and my cash app is dollar sign the Christian Bay. I pray that this word blessed you and I pray that you have a blessed day. Love you, bays.